Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. All the green lights on as we count into the episodes now up into the 70s. Absolutely flying the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast. And I feel a little bit like a batsman at the... Uh, the crease heading toward 100 episodes, a little bit like the century. And a man who I would imagine would be very, very good at cricket down at Phillip Island is uh, Corey Smith. And he's, as always, on the podcast. Corey, how are you, brother? Going well, mate. Going well. I'm sure when uh, – I hope my old man listens to this, but when he does, he'll uh, he'll have a good chuckle about my cricketing ability because I certainly didn't inherit that. Uh, my brother's got all that talent, so – not, not the greatest of cricket, but a big cricket fan. I, I do love watching it. Yeah, I, I find playing cricket, look, backyard cricket, amazing. Um, never been one to actually play cricket. I, I thought it might be a bit boring sitting out in the, the field all day. That's uh, that's the way I feel about cricket anyway. I like it when you're up at the crease or bowling, but you can't do that all day, unfortunately. But what's news with you, mate? Anything exciting as we count down to the Meadows on Saturday night, 12 races? Yeah, pl- plenty on, mate. Plenty on. We're uh, starting to... Starting to get the uh, Top Gun sort of stuff together, so that's always a good part of the year. And then, obviously, all all uh, all roads lead to the Phoenix on December seventh eighth as well. So we're we're plenty busy in the in the office at the minute, but uh, it's all a bit of fun. And yeah, fingers crossed we can we can start putting all this uh, promotional stuff out very very shortly for all the fun stuff I've got planned. Run of the week. Speaking of fun stuff, uh, Oakley's boy last Saturday night, the late night message, Smithy, uh, we, we thought that this dog would get the job done and, and that's exactly what Oakley's boy did. Let's have a listen to this. The race couldn't have panned out any better if we tried with Oakley's boy getting home in the last. 180 for number two, Oakley's boy set. Racing, Oakley's boy slow to begin to the inside and going out fast there. Joliet Bar went through to lead from Tigger Fran. Tried to push through Oakley's boy on the inside. Rail through it out of his second and going out after the leader of the Race down the back straight. It looks for the rails run. Down the back straight, Joliet Bar the leader. Going through Oakley's boy on the inside. Eight ten. At this point of the race, it's all over as far as I'm concerned. Very followed then by circumstance and out to the top. Would have been Jaleesa Balkanji exiled. Into the straight though. Oakley's boy, the last favourite. Heads for the run of the judge clear. Oakley's boy is first ten. There was probably one little, little concern at the start there, Smithy, when Oakley's boy missed the kick of shade, but Joliet Bar was always going to lead from the red, and if the check could push through to lead us back, it was game, set, match. And I I think that was one of the easier races to watch, I think, from all of the races uh, last Saturday night. I, I think the only uh, thing that w- was kind of somewhat concerning was that we were both on with our punters' punting club. <laughs> yes. But other than that... I thought he was uh, it was a good thing, and he turned out to be that. It was a pretty easy watch. It's funny you say that. When they were heading down the back, the red was in front. There was almost not enough room for, for Oakley's boy to push her on the inside, and that was the only way uh, he was going to lose that race uh, with Jolly at Bale sort of leaning in. But uh, he was able to push through, and it was game, set, match from there. Saturday's preview. Straight into Saturday night's preview. We've picked up a little bit of form on this podcast, not just myself. Jason Adams always in good form, but uh, even you, Smithy, up and about at the moment. 12 races uh, decimated by uh, vacant boxes, which uh, is a bit of a surprise for a, a Saturday night meeting, but you could only put that down to the fact there is just so much, you know, open class racing. You've got the Adelaide Cup heats this week. 
uh, dogs coming back from Sydney from the Million Dollar Chase series. So uh, it's a week where they're probably a little bit light on for, for noms and, and maybe people are just going away for a holiday. Early October, nice weather. You can't complain. Let's start with race one, mate. 6.44 start time. On with number two, Grand Oro to win. But I think number one, Wrangler Jane is the place bet of the race. And given there are no more scratchings, I'd be uh, logging in and playing a same race multi with a two to win and number one to be somewhere in the top two or three. Well, I'm obviously with Grand Oro. I think he'll come up nice and short, so definitely play those sort of same race multis. And my place hope, I thought, was uh, the five Fabs Vegetable. So maybe uh, maybe we have the two to win and then the one and the five to run top three, top four, something like that. Tell you what, mate, I just had a vegetable burrito just before we uh, we went to, uh, <laughs> to record this, mate, and it was absolutely sensational. Double cheese, but... Uh, Plenty of veggies, so relatively good for me. Race two, I'm with Whittakin Bale off the inside. I've been saying for a while this dog is just a, a real mad railer, so gets the eight of box one. Uh, Leader Horsen Boy, sounds like a really German name, number six, but I think this dog's got a bit of ability and shown that in a few runs at Horsham. Could be a danger. Uh, we've gone from a free-for-all on the green light on podcast back to a grade six field of six, so I'm a little bit disappointed this week, Smithy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Whittakin Bale last time. Uh, she drew the inside. She went 30-19 behind Commander Tommy in a pretty impressive performance. So I think she can uh, she can go one better and win here. Race number three, City View Bistro Final, the tastiest race on the program. Uh, the hardest race, I think, of the night to tip the winner, to be honest. I'm, I'm leaning to uh, Federal Fernando number seven, but uh, I just thought it might have the speed to lead. But this is a very, very open race. And if you like one, my advice would be you're going to get value, so have a play, but gamble responsibly. Yeah, this one's extremely tough. I've got Gary Stun on on top just because I like his toughness, but uh, he's going to have to be super tough to win this one. Race four, speed map probably has the red leading. Sweet vibes. Play nice will be out fast. Venus Light will be out fast. And then overflow Lisa Romani Bale will be at the rear of the field. And I thought if somehow Play Nice can get past Sweet Vibes in the first couple of hundred metres, I think Play Nice is just the class runner. If that doesn't happen, though, it opens the race up for an Amani Bale or Overflow Lisa to come barreling home at the end. Race four, I'm sticking with Play Nice, though, Smithy. How do you, how do you see this one playing out? I'm pretty keen on the two, Amani Bale. I do think, I do agree with you and think that Sweet Vibes will be the leader. And he is still a bit green and learning his craft. So he can tend to use a little bit of the track. And if Amani Bale can capitalize on that, hold the rail, she'll be strong late. So happy to be with Amani Bale each way in one of my better bets on the program. Okay, a bit of confidence there. I could hear that in the in your tone, Schmiffy. Uh, I'm getting to know you well with this podcast too. Race five on with three, Storm Stroller. Uh, Leeds, class act, uh, grade five company looks very, very well suited here. It's a it's a good grade five, though. Even old Radek Bale back to 500 now. 700 didn't work. 600 didn't work last time. So 500 this week. We might see Radek Bale at Hillsville over 350 soon. But uh, I'm going with uh, Storm Stroller. I'm only joking, of course. Yeah, rat, poor old Radek. I'll tell you what, he, he's just dropping in distance. He's not going to know what's going on. But uh, no, I think he'll be suited here. But Storm Stroller's clearly at my on-top selection. I think he leads for fun here and uh, will be awfully hard to beat. i tell you what, one of my better bets of the night here is Hummock in race number six. So I, I, the speed of a few of these last week early, Foxy, Foxy, Foxy Burbsky began well. Oh, it's happened to me once before in a race call. Uh, not this dog, but uh, saying effortlessly in a race call didn't go down too well many years ago at Cranbourne. Uh, race six, I just thought the red would show speed. Even our Fabio's been beginning really, really quickly. And if Hummock can settle down second or third, sort of leaders back and, and then get the run down the back, I think will be very, very hard to beat. And we might even see a bit of an each-way price here too. 
Yeah, I seem to be tipping Hummock every time that he goes around, and I'm certainly not jumping off here. The speed map looks perfect, as you said. Should lob in behind the one, and he's very, very strong. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely with Hummock here. Race seven, hard race. I'm going the back marker who might just get a lucky run if there's a bit of a pack up near the lead, and that is Arizona Eyes, number three, but a very small each way play for me. Yeah, this is another really, really tough one. I've, I've landed with the seven cardigan girl, but no confidence at all. I just don't know where she gets to in the run, but yeah, seven on top for me. Speaking of not sure where they're going to get to in the run, my next tip, Tobin Frost in race eight, was awesome last week and just thought he hit the line really, really well. He seemed to chase the best I've seen him chase last week. So with a bit of confidence, I think 600 even suits him better. He's going to need luck. I'm not sure how he gets into the race from box seven, but if he does, he's a, he's a genuine each way chance race eight, number seven. I think the eight's already withdrawn to uh, Hebridean Blacks. So I think the seven will be hard to beat here. Yeah, this is a race that I think if you're playing quaddies, I'll be going field in the last leg. There's a, quite a few greyhounds in this that I like, but it's just a really interesting speed map and one that's hard to get a read on. So I think uh, once I see the prices come out, I'll probably make a, a strong opinion on on what I like. Um, but I'll probably lean towards Sheik the three on top at this stage. You mentioned the quaddie. Uh, if our lovely loyal listeners out there message through and request that we do a quaddie segment, I'd be happy to put a, a quaddie together each and every Thursday and Saturday. Day night. So if you are keen to uh, to get our quaddy thoughts, just uh, message the GRV socials and say, we want the quaddy on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. And if there's enough of you wanting that, we might add a segment. In race nine, let's be honest, no disrespect to the field, the worst free-for-all I've ever seen in a city <laughs> track. Um, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, <laughs> it's a field of, what is it, five dogs. Look, Dynamic Prince is a star, but he's he's got Question marks. He went to Adelaide, was disappointing last time, I thought, in the trial. Um, I'm tipping him to win. He's going to be probably a dollar thirty in a free-for-all, and it's just the lack of opposition, I think, is the reason I'm left with him. Yeah, I, I, obviously, I haven't seen any prices or anything yet, but I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be really short, and I couldn't chime into a dollar thirty If I can get about four dollars or so with Japara, then I'd I'd be happy mm. to back Japara. Handles a wide draw and the small field shouldn't be a problem. So um leaning towards Japara, but that's me speculating <laughs> on prices. I was just thinking I'm probably gonna get some hate mail after my comments on this race, but um Japara, I'd be more than happy to a trainer greyhound like Japara, do not get me wrong. I just think where he's at at the moment from the outside's hard. Zipping Heat, I think, is better suited to a, a shorter distance. I think Spanish Miss better suited to a longer distance. And, and Blue Spot's just not a, a metro free-for-aller, in my opinion. That was the reason I thought it was a, a limited type of free-for-all. But if Dynamic Prince is cherry ripe, he is well and truly a star. Race 10 on with Velour Bale. This was huge last Thursday night at Sandown Park. Uh, I didn't think could win from the outside. Uh, had to do it the hard way. Worked into the race and was just too good. So I'm, I'm going to go with Velour Bale. But again, needing just a little bit of luck in running. Yeah, exactly right. And I'm a bit concerned about uh, where he does get to in the run. So I've landed with the two Zylon Bale. I thought the run at Shepparton last start was pretty impressive. Up in distance here suits and uh, happy to be with Xylon Bale on top. Race 11, the victoolshop.com grade five. I'm with number one, Doonside Shadow. There's a bit of confidence. And the reason I'm doing that is I'm backing in the trainer, Simone Fisher, because this Greyhound was disappointing last time at Horsham. Really showed good early speed. But the form prior, I'd been waiting for a, a good draw, potentially over 500 metres. So I'm taking the risk that uh, that there's, you know, a bit of upside to this dog and that there was a reason for the, the poor run at Horsham last time. And, and the fact that they've gone from that race 
to then go to a Metro race tells me that they think the Greyhound's travelling well. So I'm pretty keen on race 11, number one, Dune side Shadow. But there is that little question mark just sitting on my cap at the moment, Smithy. Yeah, look, this is another tough race. I've got the two white whale on top, but just uh, with Doonside Shadow, it's had eight wins and all of them have come from different boxes. So it's ticked off every box. Mm. It's just a little picket fence there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. So it's uh, you don't see that all that often. The white whale, that's me when I get down to Phillip Island there, mate, and just jump into Smith's back <laughs> with, uh, with the surfboard. <laughs> got to watch out for the sharkies down there around, uh, what do they call it? Seal Rock. They can confuse oh, me for a seal, and we don't want that. Race 12, the Houdini boy at stud. I think he could become a good stud dog. He had so much X Factor. I'm with Zohar Bale on the each way. He's going to need luck, but his run home was out of this world last time out, and if he gets any luck, he will breeze past these dogs like they are glued to the rail. Yeah, he's a massive, massive prospect, Zohar Bale. My only concern is obviously box seven and where he gets to in the run. But if he lobs anywhere close to him, he's going to be far too good. But the one that I think will be at a decent price, I'm hoping for double digits, will be the four, Hanal Bale. Uh, certainly better than its recent form. So if she uh, if she can get out in front and lead like I know she can, uh, then I'd be happy to play her at a double-figure price. Punters Punting Club. The beautiful rhythm of the Punters Punting Club for another Saturday night meeting. And the good news is, I think this is the first time ever in the history of the Punters Punting Club we can say we're in a little bit of form when it comes to the Meadows. And Smithy, I'm going to I'm going to let you start off, mate, because uh, you have found form, mate. Who wins the Punters Punting Club and who can fill the pocket up? Always gamble responsibly. I was tossing up between a couple here. Um, I didn't want to go with Hummock because I feel like I just keep putting mm. the moz on him every time I tip him with my, my punters punning club, which I've done multiple times. Um, but I'm going to have 25 the win on race four, number two, Amani Bale. I think the race sets up perfectly for her. She's nice and strong and hopefully Sweet Vibes can give her plenty of room uh, early enough in the race that she can strut herself and then it's almost a running double, but I'm not going to play a running double. Race five, number three, I'm going to have 25 the win on Storm Stroller. Hopefully we get around $2 and double our money there, and then Amani Bale can uh, can kind of fill our pockets from there. So race four, number two, 25 on, and race five, number three, 25 on. You're not the only one not playing a running double, mate. They they just seem to be a dying bet type, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, everyone's doing the, the multis. Um, you get the fixed price. You know what you're in for before you start betting. So the running doubles, I think, are slowly phasing out, which is sad because as a kid, I absolutely adored the running double. But uh, I'm going to go race 11. I'm, I'm going to put a lot of faith in Simone Fisher this week. Doonside Shadow, I'm, I'm completely forgiving that run at Horsham last time out. Uh, the form prior was really good, so I'm going to stick with uh, number one, $25 each way, and hopefully we can we can make a quid. But good luck Saturday night, mate. We, we really are excited about the build-up of, of all these feature races just around the corner. And the good news is... I'm venturing out of my office at home to record the the green light on Premier Racing podcast on track for a few of those big events. So I'll be coming to the Meadows. I'll be heading to Sandown with Jason Adams and, and recording on site, mate, which will be very, very exciting. That's given you'll you'll let me come on site, Smithy. Gee whiz, I didn't realise that you were allowed to uh, allowed to venture out of here. Oh, it's the only place I ever see you these no. days, mate. But it'll be it'll be good to see you out on track and and uh, doing your thing. It'll be it'll be fun to record them on site, that's for sure. I'll even wear my green jumper so everyone knows who I am. See you next time, Smithy. Thanks, Jim. Inside Info. Inside Info now with uh, one of the funny men when it comes to greyhound racing. I, I think he's pretty funny anyway. He thinks he's funny. His name's Matty Tab, and he's having a very, very good run with the collar and lead at the moment, and he's been good enough to join us on the podcast. Tabby, how are you, brother? 
Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? I'm going well. Hey, just straight off the top, how did you get involved in racing? Uh, mate, one of my mates uh, a long time ago asked me if I was in- interested in going in dogs, and I we bought a dog, and we uh, had a, not much success with it, but sort of got the bug from there, and, and, and sort of after that, we sort of decided to breed our own and train, and, and the rest is sort of history, so yeah. And anyone who knows Greyhound Racing, mate, they'll know the, the names of your dogs. You've got Subscapularis, uh, Superdata, Fibularis, the list goes on, Temporalis. You're a masseur by trade, are you, Tabby? Is that where the names yeah, come from? Yeah, yeah it's one of my uh, one of my skill sets. So yeah, and they're sort of all named after the muscles of the body or the bones. So yeah, one of, different, mate, but a bit of fun. One of the only skill sets you've got, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're probably right. Mate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, Tabby, on a serious note, mate, the kennel have been flying every day. I look at the results, and and there's a tab getting a winner somewhere. Uh, you head to the Meadows this week with a greyhound that uh, won last Wednesday when nobody thought the greyhound could win. I speak of race 10, number six, Legal Bud. was a ridiculous price last time. Probably going to be a nice price again, Tabby. Yeah, look, he's uh, we would have liked to have drawn a bit closer to the fence this week, but um, look, he's a... Uh, He's pretty honest, and um, you know if he can get to the front, um, he'll run a bit of a race, definitely. Well, he's got to be a nice price, so we'll have a little each way play on him, mate. You've had some some stars over the last few years. Superman's one that obviously springs to mind. What's what's the dream from from your perspective in greyhound racing, mate? What are the races you want to win, and what do you want to achieve? Oh, look, mate, it's like everything. Um, you know, we all want to win those group races, and that's why we keep breeding and. Uh, and racing and training dogs, mate, um, that's the dream. It doesn't matter which group race, they're all special, mate. Um, so, yeah, look, if we could just do that and, and you know, involve the family and, and, and friends, mate, that's what it's all about. So, Well, mate, start with a win at the Meadows Saturday night. We'll be cheering for the roughy legal, but I love when a greyhound gets home at a big price, and that's exactly what this dog did last time. So good luck on repeating the dose on Saturday night, and thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you very much, Mr. Vandermark. And that's the end of another edition of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. As always, if you want to know more, grv.org.au. Follow Greyhound Racing Victoria on the socials. Download the Watchdog app. And until next time, safe travelling and happy punting.